0: Welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast coming off of a big win in the NFC wild card round. I am Jay Mars, joined as always by Brock Purdy's first fan. <laughs> no, it wasn't his parents, it was actually the guy across from me, Emiliano Fergoso. What's up, Emil? What's
1: up Jay? How you doing?
0: I don't know. I how mean, I mean, I don't know. I always say, man, you were the first guy that I ever talked to that just was like, "Yo, you got to check out this kid Brock Purdy."
1: I'll take credit for that.
0: You you got to check out this kid Brock Purdy. I'm like, "Yeah, bro, whatever. Last pick in the 6th round. Like, yeah. yeah, cute. He's great in training camp." Oh, well, so was I once upon a time. <laughs> it's not true, but I don't know, man, the, this this kid has captured the uh hearts of everyone. I know it's super cliché, but you know, last week against the Seahawks, Definitely had some of the Jitters' first couple series yeah. for the Niners, but the way he settled in and, you know, if you're listening to this, obviously you know the 49ers won big against Seattle. Mm-hmm. What a thing of beauty in that second half, man.
1: Yeah, it was it was something really, really special to behold. And there's one plum ticker particular that I go back to that was kind of like, wow, this is one of those coming together moments for not only the Niners, but for Brock Purdy. It was when he threw the touchdown pass to Elijah Mitchell. Oh, Going to his left, facing Hatcher, going back to his right, seeing the check down Elijah Mitchell wide open, which Seattle, thank you for leaving Elijah Mitchell wide open because that was a great decision. Mm-hmm. Um, just sneaks into the end zone. And as soon as I saw Elijah Mitchell walk past the, the, the end zone line, I look over in the press box, scan over to Brock Purdy, and he does the whole fist pump with the chest out and the whole thing. He
0: needed that play, He man. needed
1: it so bad, and the Niners faithful needed it so bad you can see how much it means to this kid to just be in this position that he's in and how much he loves the game of football
0: yeah you know and the seahawks give them credit in that first half man they came out swinging they stunned the niners i thought dk metcalf was excellent when they got him the ball yeah. i mean that was pretty much their entire strategy it felt like cut offense yeah. there is get dk dk the ball and let him go to work but that second half and you can tell they made adjustments on both the defense and the offensive side And from there, man, the Niners just exploded again. That was a huge win over Seattle last weekend. Uh, Nice to see them blow them out. I mean, you both predicted blowouts, and that's what we got.
1: Well, yeah, it was obviously the the first—they ended the first half trailing, which we know the stats of the Niners in in history with Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Trailing at the half, they're not that great. But things took a turn for the Niners' side after Charles Manahew came up with that huge strip strip sack. And Big Big Bus fell on it, and the rest is history, as I say.
0: It is. And so we move on now to the uh, NFC Divisional matchup this weekend with the uh, lovely Dallas Cowboys that, Ooh. you know, there's going to be a lot of handshakes and high fives and just good games after that yeah. game, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. These two fan bases get along really, really
1: well. Mm-hmm.
0: So, again, that that is going to be awesome. I, I'm super I am pumped for this game. I hate Dallas, of course. They're coming in with revenge on their mind after the Niners disposed of them Mm -hmm. in Dallas last year in the divisional round. A game they were favored in, they being the Cowboys, Yes, Uh, not so much this weekend. I know the 49ers, I didn't see the line, but I know they're favorites. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game, man. you got two really good defenses going at it. You have weapons on both sides of the ball on offense. Dallas looked really good last week. Really, really good. That I, That is Dak Prescott's best game of the year. I, I don't even think it's particularly close. No, it's but, really not that close. But, and I don't want to come across sounding like a Homer Niner fan right now, but I'm going to come across sounding like a Homer Niner fan right now. <laughs> Tampa Bay sucks, man. Yeah. I, I could not watch that game and be like, okay, Dallas is for real. Based upon that, Tampa Bay just looked like absolute garbage last week.
1: I going to a little disclaimer here. As soon as Tom threw that red zone pick, I turned the game off. You and, were done and did not go back to it. I was like, "Oh, he comes you know, back. back." That on. was
0: his first one as a Buccaneer. Yeah, first one. I think he had something like eighty-three TDs or eighty-four TDs in that situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's first pick he had thrown. Yeah, I, you know, watching that game, man, and just watching Tom and his frustration. And there was one play I forgot what it was. It was on third down. He underthrew the receiver, and it was totally nice. on him. And he's like throwing up his hands. I'm like, bro, that's on you. Yeah, like they just looked like. I mean, they just looked defeated, man. And they, yeah. I mean, the game was still relatively close at that point too. But you just knew. I, I I look at that game as more of an indictment on Tampa Bay than I would as a praise for Dallas. It's
1: an indictment on the NFC South and the state oh, of the NFC South. What a terrible because for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to sneak in, they're really frankly eight, nine. they're they're they were eight and nine, eight and nine, right? They're like a four and thirteen team actually. They pulled four games out of their behinds this year. Mm-hmm. The Cardinal game, the Saints game. There's two others probably I can't even think of. And right you're now. talking
0: about two teams that they came from behind and pulled it out that were really bad this they year. They were
1: not good teams. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not good. The only thing good that happened to them this week is they got Ryan Jensen, their their, their longtime like right. Pro Bowl center back, and he wasn't fully healthy either. Because yeah, it didn't matter. They got <laughs> squashed by Michael Parsons and Marcus Lawrence.
0: Yeah, and you know that's going to be a tough defense, man. This is going to be. I don't want to say the first real test for Brock Purdy because that wouldn't be accurate, but this no. is the best team he's played, I think, so far.
1: Best complete, most complete yeah, team, for Yeah, most sure. complete team. Yeah. You know,
0: Dallas is, Dallas, listen, no, take no credit away from Seattle. That's a solid defense over there. It's a, it's a good defense, but
1: it, it's solid. It's not a bad defense. They have, like, the worst D-line in the league.
0: Okay, but overall this year, defensively, they were okay.
1: Like, they weren't the, terrible. The Last four weeks, sure, yeah.
0: But Dallas is a different beast on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And the Niners and Brock Purdy especially, they're going to have their work cut out for them this weekend.
1: No, they are going to absolutely have their work cut out for them this weekend. And it really comes down to Purdy versus Dak. Yeah. That, that, that's how this is going to go. Both defenses are going to show up this weekend. I expect the Dallas defense to come out fired up with their hair on fire like the Niners say all the time. And wanting to get vengeance for last year in Arlington. That's been all in their mind. Dak even said it this week, we wanted the Niners. We absolutely wanted the you Niners. Be careful
0: what you wish. Be for careful now. what you wish
1: for. Yes, but they are confident as can be because Dak especially is riding a wave that we haven't seen from Dak in a while, where he was in full control of that Buccaneers game.
0: Yeah, and but Dak has to understand he is not going up against the Tampa Bay defense this weekend. You're going no. up against the best defense in the NFL that is essentially fully healthy. You know, outside of you know uh, season-ending injuries on that side of the ball. But I look at what they're doing, and it's going to be really interesting because they kind of Tony Pollard. I thought. Ran the ball really well Mm -hmm. in the game against Tampa. He's not—this is not—I know I keep going back to the same thing. I'm sorry. But, man, I I think they're going to be in for it because they're not going to be able to get the run game going, I think, the way they got it going against Tampa.
1: Here's a little stat I want to throw at you. You say Pollard, and this goes also to Skip Bayless. And we, his, oh, and, Jesus. and his whole tweet was, I take Tony Pollard over Christian McCaffrey. He's more explosive.
0: I feel like um, Skip Bayless at home before you get to your stat just comes up. Yeah. It's like, okay, what kind of stupid thing can I say today that I can make my I can talk myself into yeah. and just put out in the world for people just to poop all over?
1: Well, we know how dumb he is from the DeMar Hamlin situation. I so. mean, there's – I mean – <laughs> How he has a I show mean, still, bo- I have no clue. <sighs> I, I'm going to say it right now, not a fan of. Skate it's Bayless. an
0: indictment on sports talk media. But that's a completely a whole, different whole conversation.
1: Whole different Here's a set i want to throw at you. You talk about oh Pollard's more explosive, blah 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 blah. Not, yeah. But be very clear, I'm not no, talking about no, no, no. that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Dallas fans want to go. Oh, we're happy with Pollard and, and Zeke, and he's better I mean, than McCaffrey. Pollard's
0: a good running back, but he made a Pro Bowl. Sure, yeah, he's a fine running back.
1: <laughs> Pollard last week, 15 for 77, 5.1 yards. Yeah, good, right? Want to know his longest carry was? Hit me. 18. 18. No, no. What? Zeke's longest carry was? Nine. I was going to say, Zeke is just, ugh. I'm. I'm, the reason why I'm talking about
0: Pollard is I don't see Zeke getting going at all. No. Of the two of them, Pollard's the one that has the most, you know, chance of getting going. But again, I don't see their run game just—I don't see their run game getting going this week,
1: Especially with Kinlaw and Armstead on no. fire right yeah, now. Yeah, no, those guys are healthy. Oh, Eric was amazing. Eric was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, man. Eric I, um, is ready. Eric is yeah. healed. Eric is healed. And we talked about this
0: earlier in the season. Look, yeah. if you can get him back around week 15 or 16 and yeah. let him knock the rust off for the playoffs, he's going to be a problem.
1: And he has been. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's sweeping guys and mauling them. He is a such a good defensive mm-hmm. tackle. He was a solid defensive end, no, no doubt about it. But him moving him over to the line yeah, and he's, his massive six, 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 seven body to just maul over O, o-, o-, o guards. Oh, oh my yeah. god!
0: No, I mean when they and we, that happened last season, and we've we've talked about that me and you at at
1: length. Where yeah. that
0: really to me was career changing for Eric was getting him um, at that tackle position, moving him off of the end, and now you have both. It's just. No, Again. And so, you know, what's funny. You mentioned Skip Bayless. We were talking about talking heads saying stupid things. Yep. Weirdly, least stupid thing said. Yes. Of the two was Skip Bayless talking about Tony Pollard being more explosive than Christian McCaffrey. But a Dallas radio show who I'm not even going to, you know, name no. their names. We're not yeah. even going to go there. S- basically said, I'm paraphrasing here. The 49ers having Christian McCaffrey is unfair. Like, okay, first of all, are we five? <laughs> it's unfair. fair. ain't got the good running back at the line. Saying, and then following it up with, we got to hope for an injury to McCaffrey, a hamstring.
1: What the hell, man? <laughs> direct quote. We could really use an injury this week. We could, re- like, a, like a hamstring. Yeah. You are a professional sports talk show host. Have some class. Have some respect for the game. You want all players to be healthy at all times. Obviously, sure. injuries happen, but have some respect for the game. Don't wish upon people to get hurt. That's just bad juju right there, man. Yeah,
0: no, I told you before we turned on the mics. I'm like, you know what? The Niners are going to win this weekend. I just, that cemented it for me.
1: Yeah, and what's what's funny is we were we were doing the scrums yesterday at, at practice, and we were talking to McCaffrey, and no one asked him about this. I, I didn't get a chance to because there was too many people there. Um, But – I guarantee you they have seen this.
0: Oh, yeah. No, why would you guarantee. ever want to give this team more motivation than they already need?
1: I guarantee you Kyle is bulletin board of this thing and goes, hey, guys, here's what we're playing up against. We know Dallas are scum, and we want to beat them again. And that's the whole point of this week. Yeah. My man, many said it this week, too. He's from Texas. He has family that are Cowboys fans. It wouldn't bring me more joy. Than to ruin their dreams.
0: It really is. And, you know, this is such a a rivalry that dates back to, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, growing up as a kid, I still remember, I believe it was the 92 NFC title game when Dallas beat the 49ers. Just Mm -hmm. how upset I was then. And listen, there is no more joy in this world as a 49er. And you know what? I can argue probably there are 30 other teams besides Niner fans that can make this claim. There is no more joy in the world than beating the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. No, there isn't. There isn't watching that fan base with their, you know, nineteen ninety eight Levi's jean shorts. You know what I mean? With the Cowboys hat, the Cowboys jersey, walking out with their head down in shame. There is, and I'm a Sacramento Kings fan, and love watching Laker fan lose. It's more sweet. I hate Dallas
1: Cowboys fans.
0: <laughs> like they're the worst. They're just yeah. the
1: absolute they're the worst. Worst. They're the worst because they think that they have
0: no idea. They haven't won in 25 years. They like they have no
1: idea that's a thing. It's like Dodger fans. I'm just saying. Hey,
0: I'm going to sh-
1: boy. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. Um, no. You didn't have to. Nobody made you. Nobody forced you to do <laughs> It was, was, was kind of I didn't was, hold you against your it will. It was right through for the picking. I got it. It's a little comparison there. Cowboy fan, Dodger No, fans. I mean, listen. I think Dodgers Cowboy, won something.
0: Cowboys. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. The, the, the Dodgers have actually, as a franchise... You know, the
1: Mickey Mouse trophy. It's
0: okay. Hey, it's fine. I'll take a Mickey Mouse trophy all day. It shows up the same in the stat book. That's true. But here's what I'm saying. Uh, not to compare the fan bases, but going back. It's just... God, I hate this team. I hate Jerry Jones. I can't stand Jerry Jones. He's the oh worst owner gosh. in football. I, I take that right. He's not the worst he's owner the worst. No, there's worse. But he's one of them. Yeah. He's just arrogant. The fact that at 80 years old, you still want to be the GM and be making— Like, dude, you should have given somebody the reins to that franchise years ago. And, you know, he gets on the radio, and he does this whole I'm Jared Jones thing, and I'm going to talk about this team because I'm the one to put them together. <laughs> and if you need to answer something about uh, the Dallas Cowboys, you come to Jared Jones— like, come on, bro. And Owner, they,
1: GM, coach, I mean, what is it? God, he's just the worst. I it, Look, I didn't grow up as seriously as, as a hatred of, with, of the Cowboys as you did, obviously.
0: Well, it's because you grew up rooting for an irrelevant team, but that's beyond the That's point. a whole
1: other thing. I cover the Niners now. Let's move past that sorry Vegas team. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can just feel the hatred everywhere. The like, it's so much fun to watch. And what's fun about it is that the Niner players also buy into it. That you have to. You have to buy into it. And they do and they love it. This week with making the rounds as well, Trent Williams and that infamous picture last year with the Cowboy fans, and we're not gonna obviously say what it was, a little double bird action there. Mm-hmm. But um You just said what it was. I know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh I didn't say that yeah, anyway. Um Trent Williams talked about it, he was like, you know, I remember that play pretty well. I just was kind of, I thought it was funny. I kind of laughed it off because they waited for me to get there. Mm -hmm. They waited for me to do that and to do that to me. I just kind of laughed their face and I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Trent. On the
0: field, though, do you think this defense is going to struggle with the Dallas offense? I mean, they do have guys. They
1: they do, and if Dak— and That's elite
0: analysis by me, but— <laughs>
1: <laughs> They do have guys. They got guys. Look, if look if Dallas can get their run game going, and this is the whole thing with D'Amico Dem- this week, if they can get their run game going, they will have an effective offense. If Dak can play like he did last week, they will have an effective offense. That's the thing. This Dallas team has been so inconsistent this year. So inconsistent. Have we forgotten that two two weeks ago, they got their butts handed to them by the Washington Commanders and Sam Howell Howell in his first start ever? Have we forgotten that? No, I haven't. Have all the Dallas fans just forgotten this team lost the Jacksonville Jaguars in overtime off a pick six? (laughs) What what are we doing? That's
0: why, and I go back to last week's game against Tampa for Dallas. That's why I'm like, dude, I cannot buy into this. You beat a a trash team. Garbage. Yeah. I, look, the only thing that kind of gave me pause, and I'm glad you mentioned D'Amico, was, and I hate this about the NFL that this happens during the playoffs. I mean, the NBA does it too. I think... Those job interviews oh. should have to wait till after the
1: season. They I, I hate
0: that D'Amico has been interviewing this week. We're recording this on Friday. The interviews in Houston
1: today, right? Uh, yes, I believe that's a. It's gonna be a virtual interview with. Um, yes.
0: I don't want him distracted. No, not that I think he will be, but you never know. You know, I mean, when you got an opportunity to be a head coach, especially in someone like D'Amico's position, like it can't not be on your mind.
1: Well, absolutely, and I mean, he had a meeting last night in person with the Broncos. The Broncos flew their brass out here to talk to him in person. They have their, their interview. And so he had that great time with them yesterday and he'll talk with the Texans and then the Colts and the Cardinals next week. But the biggest thing with D'Amico and we asked him,
0: Oh, by the way, D'Amico, don't invite Jim Ursay to your house. No, don't.
1: <laughs> but well, he,
0: if anybody missed the Mike McDaniel story oh or Josh McDaniel excuse me,
1: story, sensational,
0: I, uh, just look it up.
1: <laughs> I, it's sensational. I don't even know what to wonderful. think about that. Look it up. I'm um, not going to get into it. The biggest thing with D'Amico this week, and we asked him about that, you know, how do you balance it? He goes, you know, I know how to make the main thing the main thing. And the main thing this week is beating the Cowboys. That's the main thing. So while D'Amico is going through all these interviews, so that's great. That's the future. D'Amico's a more of an in-the-moment kind of person. Yeah. He's about the moment. And he knows this is his biggest opportunity yet to win a Super Bowl. And if he wins a Super Bowl and gets the Niners or elusive six title. All is forgiven. Oh, for all, sure. All oh, taken. no one. Yeah, no one will care. We will write we, you we, out to th- the sunset.
0: We've talked about it, you know, from the Trey Lance perspective and all that. Like, if they win the Super Bowl this year, anything that happens is like the 49ers have a honeymoon period, you oh know, where gosh. nothing
1: could go wrong. No, they, if, if ten years are fine, they're yeah. good for ten years. I don't. We won a title. It's so with hard. With Brock to win. Purdy, <laughs> we won a title with Brock Purdy. Yeah, or, biggest flex ever, probably. Yeah,
0: no, it really is. So, all right, matchup this weekend. What do you got? Final score.
1: 27-23 Niners. Wow. You think it's to be a close one. I do. I do. I think Dallas does show up.
0: I'll be 30-17 yeah. to 17 Niners.
1: Really? Yeah. You think it's going to be a double score? I do. I do. Ex- reasoning?
0: Reasoning? Because Dallas is tr- I, I do not believe this <laughs> Dallas team is go- They can Listen, you can go through and you can talk about we want the Niners all you want. That's fine. But as you pointed out just a few minutes ago, this team has been inconsistent all year. They're going to be riding this high coming in for beating a garbage Tampa Bay team. And mm-hmm. I think the 49ers are going to be ready. I think the 49ers are going to hit him in the mouth.
1: I think so, too. I think the passing game is going to be a big deal. I mean, you look at the corners that they're throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Javon Diggs, who isn't a great coverage corner by any means. He's no. more of a Marcus Peters type, get you interceptions. That's great. Their second corner is a guy named Deron Bland. Their third corner is Nashawn Wright. Their fourth is Kelvin Joseph. I don't know who any of those guys are. Nope. I don't mean to be rude. I just don't know who they are. 49ers have too many weapons in the past. There's too many weapons. and. Ayuk has done it in the past. He's going to do it again. He's going to put him in a blender. Mm-hmm. He's going to put every single cornerback in a blender. Yeah, with his route running.
0: No, I agree more. I, I I do believe the Niners will punch them in the mouth. I think the Niners are too strong for this team. Yeah. I think this team is inconsistent at best. Listen, I, I am looking forward to this game. I am I am salivating at the idea of sitting down on Sunday afternoon watching this game, and as I'm sure most Niner fans are, uh, Emil, you will be at the game. Where can people follow you and interact with you?
1: Yeah, at my Twitter at Emiliano Fergoso, as well as at Sacktown Sports on our Twitter. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not giving us a like. Or leave it a comment You're or give a us a person. five star review. Bad person. Come on now. You gotta give us give <laughs> Listen, us something here. It's bad juju if you don't, is all hey, I'm saying. Good good luck to the Niners. It's kinda of, an homage to the Niners <laughs> will be you guys giving us a good review. Five, so stars. five stars. Five stars. And give me a follow as well on my Twitter, as well as Sacktown Splits. Because if you
0: put one star, that's Dallas one star. It's that's gross. All bad.
1: No, we're gonna plant the football on the star again. Love gonna... it. <laughs> I love it.
0: All right, man. Well, you have fun this weekend? I'll be watching the game, and I do believe we will be back here previewing the NFC title game next week. That's my prediction. I agree. All right. For Emiliano, I am Jay Mars. We'll see you guys next week on Return of the Empire.
1: Have a good one, y'all.